Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Celtic stuff live. Welcome to Celtic Stuff Live on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for the Boston Celtics. I'm your host, Justin Poole, and joining me, John Duke, and things are heating up. We've got the deadline just a couple of days away, John. We've got a matchup against the Lakers after the deadline closes, and obviously that's going to take us to one, the only Anthony Davis where uh, I guess he doesn't want to come to Boston, so or at least his dad certainly doesn't want him coming to Boston. So we'll talk about that as well as Kyrie Irving gets some chance in New York City, and they make a big trade, and looks like they're clearing out some space for a big splash this summer. Porzingis heads to the Mavs. And finally, the Celtics, 9-1 in their last 10, 4-0, Big win against Oklahoma City. Terry Rozier loving his little spot starts against the, against some of the lower or lesser teams in the league. So, uh, you know, he's gotten it done. I'm sure that'll happen again in tonight's game against the Cleveland Cavaliers where Kyrie's already been ruled out. Got a hip injury that he's kind of nursing and at the same time playing above average minutes in the games that he does play. So, it seems to be working for the club. This is probably the best string of basketball we've seen them play yet this season, John. Oh, no question. I mean, winning nine of ten, uh, you know, and, and yeah, a lot of that hasn't come against you know the iron of the league, but but the the, the one loss being against the Golden State Warriors in an, a really a, a really fine game that the Celtics really had a good chance of winning. Uh, the, the Celtics are playing. This is the Celtics we expected to see. I think that's fair to say. You know, this is the group that we expected we would see throughout the season. Uh, and after that rough start, incredibly rough start, I think that they've met that. You know, and it's it's interesting because you know there you go back to those games in Florida, the early part, or I should say, the middle part of January, and a lot of frustration. We were frustrated on the show. You know, Kyrie and 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 Jalen. And, and we're still kind of dealing with that. And, and that hasn't been far enough in the rearview mirror. But if you look at just what's happened on the court since that point, like I said, nine out of 10, uh, at this point, they have, you know, the best, you know, some of the best offense, best defense, best net rating since, uh, the time when Marcus Smart was entered into the starting lineup. It just feels like that hangover of that 10 and 10 start just can't escape them. And, you know, you wonder, 
you know, as we look at the head and all this other stuff, you know, is that hangover more? You know, we keep talking about how, you know, they're not happy and it ha- this season hasn't gone as everyone expected. I'm kind of getting sick of hearing that. I mean, because quite frankly, you know, for a more than two-month stretch here, the Celtics have played pretty good basketball consistently. No doubt we were frustrated about the, the Florida trip. That's That goes without saying. But I guess it's it's one of these things where, okay, they've played pretty good basketball for a long time here. Maybe we should just accept that, that this is the new you know new mark here. But something keeps wanting to bring up the bad stuff. So, uh, you know, they need to go a longer stretch without those those blips in the road, like what happened in Florida, like what happened when they went on the road after Christmas and had another rough patch. But apart from that, the Celtics have been really uh, some of the best, one of the best teams in basketball since late uh, November. Yeah, it's great to see them picking it up. They needed to pick it up. They also move up into a tie with Philly for third place in the Eastern Conference. So at least they got out of that fifth place kind of position that they'd been stuck in for a while. I mean, it just shows you how well that they've done. And I know Philly slipped a little bit um, recently, although they had that big win against the Golden State Warriors. It's funny, my neighbor down the street, you know, you know, I live in Pennsylvania and he's a huge 76ers fans. And he's like, I don't know what's going on with Milwaukee and Toronto, but this was supposed to be Boston and Philly's show. Like, I don't, he's like totally bummed out about it. And, uh, you know, it was a big win for him, the, the Golden State game, but, you know, Golden State is always good for one of those losses on their East Coast trip. And it always seems to come, you know, either at the hands of the Celtics or the next night. Didn't they lose one to Washington one time right after playing a tough one against Boston and, and winning? So that that's almost like clockwork for them. It is. It's like – and that and it just further enhances the, uh, the desire and I suppose the – the glee with which we all would look forward to a finals where the Celtics could face the Warriors because it does seem like for whatever reason, the Celtics and the Warriors bring out the best. So the Celtics bring out the best of themselves and playing the Warriors, but it, it, it does seem to take a toll on, on the Warriors. For example, the, uh, also they lost in Minnesota. Celtics had, uh, had almost, I think this was the year that they won 73 Celtics had, um, you know, had them really, under you know behind the eight ball there and wasn't they were not able to pull it out then the next night they go on the road and minnesota beats them i think they had won like 20 in a row or something something crazy at that point yep, you know that was it that whatever was it. it is i mean they just have this this thing that they just play well against them and it's a good matchup and you know we can all hope that uh, in june that's the matchup but it's you know, it's funny because, you know, all this stuff and it talks about the character of the team. Uh, great article on the, uh, the athletic, uh, Greg Lee wrote, um, or excuse me, Michael Lee wrote about, you know, the fact that, you know, how where Jalen is and Jalen's return and how Jalen is kind of finding his way. And Jalen really has been a key piece as, as this team has found its way, you know, and smart has done his thing and he's ever since he's he said tremendously well, ever, se- ever since he said, we have to come together, right? They have, they really have. And it's interesting because I think for a lot of people, they thought Jalen was at the heart of the problem, right? So for him to be at the heart of the solution is pretty interesting. Um, you know, obviously we talked about Gordon Hayward getting some, some paternity leave on the last show. That certainly didn't happen. No, but I, I thought, you know, like I said, I went to the game, uh, last Wednesday night, uh, against, uh, the Hornets. And, you know, I think, 
I think he's been pretty aggressive. I thought New York, he looked pretty good. I thought in the, in the Charlotte game, he looked really good. Really trust trying to attack the basket, get to the, get to the rim, uh, you know, create, trying to score through contact a little bit more. I still think he's passing out of some of those situations, but I was under the Sullivan's basket in the first half. I'm not right. I wasn't like in the, you know, Pagliuca seats or something, but I was, you know, I was fairly close, you know, so I could really see, you know, the, see those, those drives and, and how he's creating space or trying to create space. And I felt like he was really turning the corner on those, on those screens, really trying to get into the rim. I think that waned a little bit against uh, Oklahoma City on Sunday, but I thought the same. I thought he was doing that against New York too. So let's hope that's a sign of things to come. Uh, and and OKC maybe a bit more of an outlier. To me, it's just about consistency. And we heard that from Paul George and keeping the, the team healthy, game, trying to do that. Yeah, and keeping the team healthy. I mean, that's just such the key, right? I mean, they're managing Kyrie the best they can. They're trying to work Hayward back in, but there's still a good chunk of this season left before they have to have it right. So all signs pointing towards progress, which is something that I think – all Celtics fans needed to see with just the hype that was coming in with this club. You can follow Celtic Stuff Live on Twitter at CSL underscore Tweet Live. You can follow me at CSL underscore Justin. John is at CSL underscore Duke. The entire CLNS Media Network at CLNS Media. Go to Facebook.com slash CLNS fans and download the CLNS Media app for iOS and Android. Simply search CLNS Media in your app marketplace. Finally, YouTube.com slash CLNS Media for high-definition, full-length locker room interviews, the Garden Report, the Roundtable, Celtic Stuff Live. You can find us there. Uh, and, you know, we get some commentary on the YouTuber. <laughs> A we little get bit. some commentary, you know. Some I of like, it's positive. <laughs> some of it's positive. Yeah, not all of it, but not some of it. it's positive. <laughs> Keep it coming, you guys. Keep it coming. So, all right, I think it's time we just dive into the whole New York City thing and let it lead to the Anthony Davis stuff. And then obviously, you know, as we jump out of that Anthony Davis, we have to talk about the deadline that is just literally days away. Hours almost, really, right? You really. Know? And and Woj has got a new, as we're recording this here on, on Tuesday night, excuse me, Monday night, uh, he's got a, a new piece with some, some more information, uh, nothing that really pushes – the narrative head further, but you know, I, you know, just the, the latest in that. And I, and I think, you know, let's just talk about Kyrie maybe to start. I think going to the game Wednesday, I was watching him pretty carefully on the bench. I was trying to, he wasn't playing in the game. He did not come out during warmups. He did not, he only came out a few minutes into the first quarter, very quiet, kept to himself. Didn't really you know, interact with many people on the bench. Maybe Tatum a little bit, a little bit with Marcus Morris, a little bit with assistant coach Jerome Allen. Not much. Very quiet. Um, not very animated at all. Uh, talked with some of the some of the writers uh, that we know, and 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 really talking about how Kyrie really stays to himself. So I was really trying to watch the body language. I was, I was really just trying to get a, a, a feel for him. And then, of course, Friday morning happens where he goes to shoot around and says, you know, a number of things. And I thought it was, you know, the first, the headline was, you know, you know, check back, you know, July 1st or something. 
And, you know, I was like, I was in my car as I'm reading this. Sorry, Maine State Police. And, uh, you know, I saw that. I'm like, oh, Jesus, this is it, you know. But when you show the video, you see a guy who's really frustrated by what's going on around him. I think he's just at a point where, once again, just like he was in Cleveland, he's like the throw-in in the story. It's not about Kyrie. It's about how Kyrie's impacted by somebody else. I think it, I think it aggravates him. I think he feels like, you know, kind of like a, uh, a passenger in this voyage as opposed to someone driving his own ship. And I think that's clearly something that's important to him. And so to come off of that, and then of course, all the stuff, you know, the chance about Kyrie, uh, him talking about how that's a distraction. I mean, I just walked away from that whole thing with one, I think he still, still wants to be in Boston. I think he's, I think he's staying. He said uh, as much. I mean, I, he really did try yeah. to quiet it. And I realize things do change, but I think as long as, you know, Danny's willing to do what Danny does, which is adjust things and build around it, you know, it's probably going to be fine. It's probably going to be just fine. I like that idea. And, and I think that that's, look, he has a right to be frustrated with this situation. He has a right to not say, you know, I'm going to come back. I'm going to sign a five-year, $197 million. I mean, he, that's that's just no one does that, you know. And unfortunately, everything else is conspiring to prevent him from really trying to be as upfront and honest, I think, as he wants to be. I think he, he's honest to a fault a lot of times in his public statements. Uh, and I also think he's calculating sometimes. And I don't think he sometimes knows which he's been at any given moment. But I, I do believe he wants to stay. I think all things being equal, he will stay. But he's not going to box himself into something when so much can happen so quickly in this league. And we see it over and over and over again in an instant. You know, Gordon Hayward's, you know, leg goes this way. Uh, you know, in an instant, um, you know, who knows? Somebody gets hot and you know, all of a sudden Jason Tatum is, you know, the second coming of uh, Dominique Wilkins out there or, or, or whatever. I mean, these things can happen fast. And so he's just trying to prepare for all those eventualities. And if the Celtics somehow, you know, flame out in the first round, he's probably not going to stay. But if they make a good run, and they play the way we think they're going to, he's going to stay. He's going to recruit Anthony Davis as part of a trade package. And then we're going to see what happens. It's such a silly season, you know, and we'll, after we we take the commercial break in just a minute or two, you know, we can certainly talk about the deadline. And I think we do take that deep dive as far as, you know, what kind of moves might be made around the league. Um, this is one of those deadlines where you really think Danny won't make a move, but we'll get into all of that. But it, it is, I think it's annoying for players because they're trying to focus in the moment too, right? And and so it is a distraction, everything he said. But you're really just trying to win the games. And as you mentioned about being frustrated with the situation, like just this team trying to get it right. Like this has not been an easy season for this club. And even when it comes to health, you know, trying to keep Al Horford healthy this season, trying – and it they have all this depth, and so they've survived it just fine, but they – you know, they expected to be performing at a much higher level and surviving and managing minutes, et cetera. And they weren't. And, and a lot of times, you know, the guys who were really good were playing, right? And, and mm-hmm. so that's the other thing that makes it really tough for these guys. And so at the end of the day, it, 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 it just creeps in because it's the deadline. This will all go quiet again by mid March. It'll be a little hum in the background and it'll go into the postseason and whatever, but you know, it's, 
this is part of this is part of the the media course, par for the media's course. They absolutely have to drum this kind of up to build up to the deadline. And you know, I, I guess we I guess we can get to that in one second. But before we do, another huge week across the NBA. Some very exciting matchups, and of course. The deadline on the docket and Woj getting all fired up, ready to drop a bomb. But there's only one place to get in on all of this action. That's betonline.ag. Sports, casino, virtual casino, you name it. Betonline.ag is CLNS Media's preferred sports book online. And if you use promo code CLNS50, you will get a 50% cashback bonus on your first deposit just for signing up. It's pretty incredible, sports fans. And also, we're going to tell you our game of the week. So if you're going to go in and sign up, we want you to make this play. we got Celtics and Lakers. We're going to make our predictions, as we always do, towards the end of the show. But this is the game of the week. So you got to stay tuned till the end of the show, and we'll tell you what our pick is. But I'm telling you, I think we're leaning towards the Celtics. But what an interesting matchup as the two franchises battling to, you know, potentially acquire Anthony Davis, who's now demanded a trade. And then they match up that same night that the media, that the, that the uh, trade deadline ends. What a, what a great night of basketball, John. And on the same night that the all-star teams are selected, who's going to be on which team in the play in the all-star game? I mean, I mean, it's, it's going to be a crazy night Thursday night, you know, yeah. and that's after the deadline happens. So exactly. Tons who the of, heck knows? Tons of hype and definitely you can bet on all of that. <laughs> There's nothing you can't bet on these days. So go online or use your mobile phone to sign up today at betonline.ag and try in-game live betting where you can participate with all of the action with every play. And we've also got a shortcut for you. You can go to clnsmedia.com slash win. That'll take you right where you need to go to enter in your promo code CLNS50 and get that 50% cashback bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, John. So, um, we gotta do, we gotta talk about the deadline since we basically just teased it. It's obviously Thursday. We'll do our predictions. We'll talk about Anthony Davis, but you know, this is one of those weird years where you pretty much gotta think that Danny's holding everything close to the vest. He wants to just make his play for Davis in the offseason despite everything that his dad has said. Once they meet the organization, once they talk to the people, things like that can change. But right now, if they want him out, they can't go to the Celtics anyway. So if they really want to get a deal done and get him moved at the deadline, you know, there's nothing wrong with this. But a lot of things can change in the offseason. I I got to put the odds that the Celtics getting Anthony Davis if he doesn't move at the deadline, I'd put it up into the 80 percentile range. Oh, geez. Wow. Yeah, well, wow. just because of the assets. I mean, you never know. People get crazy. But because of the assets, I feel really good about it. I, I, I have a high confidence. I don't, anything trade related, I hate to feel too confident about, but you're right. I mean, I think getting past the deadline is, is a main reason why clutch sports is acting like a, a cornered animal at this point. Uh, and that's why we're seeing all of this stuff getting floated out there by Chris Haynes and Brian Windhorst and, you know, all these, they're, they're clutch 
Rich Paul, LeBron, the LA folks, you know, Ramona Shelburne, anybody who's, you know, friendly to the Lakers, they're all getting fed whatever they need to get fed to make sure that the Anthony Davis trade market is as convoluted and difficult as possible for the Celtics. That's all this is. You know, you're you're throwing out names like the Knicks, the and Clippers, gamesmanship, the Lakers. Right? You oh, say you don't want to go to the Celtics, just think about it. That right. raises the price on the Celtics potentially, you know, pretty substantially. But sure. But at the same time, they have all the assets, dude. They have the picks. They have and yeah, they've got to use a bunch of those picks now. So that's part of the problem, right? They can't make the deal at the deadline and then they've got how many is it four picks in this draft? Yeah, but the, yeah, they could but, spin some off. They could spin some off and pocket them for for the trade so that they could be used later. I don't think they're going to have four be, because of the Memphis. The Memphis. The, I don't think they're going to end up getting the Memphis this year. But either way, I mean, they have a ton, and you know, you're right. It's they have an opportunity to use a lot of draft picks to use the salary value of those draft picks to help. Uh, so that, and, and that's one way in which this will help in terms of the trade, um, timing. But it's interesting. I just think this is, this is the biggest trade potentially in, I'd say, what's the big, what's a bigger trade, NBA trade that's happened? I mean, I can't think the, the Garnett trade certainly is a huge one. The Harden yep, trade, Garnett, although we didn't know hard. it at that time, yep. that it was this big, um, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying this is the biggest deal. I mean, deal Paul George was big, but not big like that. Right. This is like Kareem level big. This is some of the biggest trades ever to occur of an, of an established NBA star. This is on par with that. And so everybody with, with this now player focused, you know, in terms of player movement, player focused, uh, situation where the players are determining where they want to go as much as possible. This is a very interesting time. And, you know, also the one piece of this is Del Demps who's making some of the decisions, at least with the, with the Hornets or I should say the Pelicans. You know, he's a, he's a Spurs guy and, and the Spurs went through this with the Lakers a year ago with Kawhi and we know that where Kawhi landed, landed. He didn't end in, land in LA. So there's a lot of different angles in this. Never mind the fact that the Celtics want to get a great player. Like that's almost like fifth on the list or tenth on the list that they're in, they have an 80% chance, as you said, to, to get him if it doesn't happen at the deadline. It's like, yeah, but you gotta get through all this other crap just to even well, get to that point. a lot of players point. coming up too, right? Like Durant hasn't sure. had an opportunity, you know, uh, Clay Thompson is coming up. Like there's just a lot of potential movement, um, in general. So you never know, you know, maybe there's a move to Golden State. <laughs> you just have no right. idea what they might package. Right, and then you've got this whole Kyrie Irving piece, which is, I think a lot of us going into it assume that Kyrie would be the recruiter, and we'd be like, come on, Anthony, you know, and they're friends, and you know, he would come, and now it's like, well, will he be here? And so that adds a little bit of intrigue to this. I think the Celtics still think he's coming back. I think it's just this public stuff. I think it's clutch. I think all that's going on. Um, you know, Woj says in his piece tonight that Ainge has directly urged Demps to wait until the off season. You know, that's the first time we've heard that he's, you know, actually said that. But of course he would say that, right? And, uh, and that Ainge is anxious to trade for Davis and pair him with Irving, regardless of whatever decision Irving makes in free agency. So regardless of what Kyrie does, 
this is how badly Danny wants him. He's going to go get Anthony Davis no matter what Kyrie he's does. He's going to spend, and he's holding all the cards. He has all the assets, and everybody knows it. There's no mystery here. This is the straight-up facts. Just the facts, ma'am. Well, Just the facts. It's Nobody else can offer that. And, and what, and that's right. And that's, so that's the other piece of this is that, of course, the Lakers, what's reported is the Lakers put Ball, Kuzma, and Ingram on the table with two number ones. Well, if they get Anthony Davis, those two number ones are second rounders. So you're basically, it's, it's Paul, Ingram, and Kuzma. That's the deal, right? Can the Celtics beat that? Well, so it looks like New Orleans wants what they believe will be a future all NBA player. Well, we know Jason Tatum would be considered that, but there's nothing in Woj's piece that suggests the Celtics have already put him on, on the mark and they don't know that the Celtics will put him on the table in this deal. Could Jalen Brown be considered a potential all NBA guy? I think so. I think the way he's played lately shows that's possible. Um, but I think he's shown he's at least a much as good as, as either if of he's those the center pieces. of it. Yeah. He, he's, he's shown that he's at least as good at any, as anybody in, in the three pieces you just mentioned yeah. coming from the Lakers in yeah. terms of potential, especially with the athleticism. Then it's off the charts. Yeah. Um, absolutely. You know, and that, you know, can, can you get a top, Let's say that, you know, the Sacramento ends up, you know, a late lottery and, and, you know, a future, you get the future, you know, Memphis pick. Um, you know, you're going to have to obviously throw in more, probably a, a surefire all-star that you'd end up having to flip to a third team to get more assets. You know, there's, there's all these different pieces to try to fit that in. Ryan Bernardoni actually, <laughs> this was kind of interesting. I don't know if you read this, that Danger Cart, who, Brian has been on with us. He's floated that he has a source, a couple of sources, I think, within the Celtics to say, yeah, we know about Kyrie and Irving, that that's one interest. But there's also, they have interest in bringing Durant in as well. So, you know, I, I don't know, you know, where that fits in. It feels like there's a lot of steps that have to happen for that to occur. Oh, I just but, can't do that. I cannot do that again. I, I'm, he's listen, out. He's they, out. No, no. Listen. He's if, out. If it's possible, no. I'm all for it. Oh my if god! You're giving up Tatum. I'm I can't believe we're Grant having this and, and, uh, and Irving. Oh come on! It's listen. If if the Knicks of all friggin' places could somehow make it sound like that they're a, a, a free agent destination after what after it's trading away the only good player they've had, uh, oh. and 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 the, the the toilet of a team that they've been for so long, and they're a player. Why the hell else couldn't you put those three guys together in Boston? I mean, that makes a hell of a lot more sense in a in a logical way than than going to play for the Knicks and expecting that. You know, I, said that I agree with that. To be I, agree, I I agree with that a hundred percent. You just know I have a disdain for Durant now. I understand, and and honestly, oh yeah, has, sure, you front running turd. Now you'll come, but get well, out of here. I just no, no. <laughs> Understandable. I get it. No, I get it. But listen, anything that's going to make the Celtics win, I can I can get behind. Okay, he I wants get to be that. he wants to be the guy who's like the opposite of LeBron, right? He wants to be the guy who, you know what I mean? Like he wants to take LeBron on. He wants, but he's the same dude. He's the same dude. He's just built differently. Like he did. He I don't. Goes, he's the same dude. Nah. Yeah, he turned he turned his no. back on his city. He went chasing a championship, 
just because he didn't have the decision because LeBron had already done that stupidity doesn't mean that you give credit for Durant to Durant for not doing it. You know what I mean? He already learned that that was a bad idea from the previous, you know, <laughs> instance of that. So look, he did the same thing. And then, you know, he, I'm telling you, it's not like, like, I'm telling you, he's just wants to be, he's just going to chase rings on a winner. You know what I mean? Which I get. I understand. Isn't that what Davis is doing? Isn't he chasing rings too? I mean, isn't that what all these great players do? do? Everyone except for Carmelo who chased the money. He was already at a contender, a contending team. He was already on a good team. Turned his back and then, but he he didn't want to play with, he didn't want to play with Westbrook. Doesn't that matter? I mean, Westbrook. I mean, after, have we seen what he's capable yeah, of? Or? I guess, but I don't want him on Boston. He came here. He, he could have been the biggest splash ever with him and Horford all signing. So he made all a these mistake. young picks. Now, now he, he didn't made make a mistake. mistake. He, he didn't made make a mistake. mistake. He didn't make a mistake. He made a calculated decision. He, it was easy for him. It was he, easy. It was the easiest way to get a ring. He's leaving a team where he could potentially win four rings in a row. Something Jordan hasn't done. Something nobody else other than the, the 60 Celtics have done. I mean, he'd be turning that down to go play in Boston or, you know, wherever. But I, honestly, I, honestly, what would be going wrong in Golden State for him to do that? But, well, I, I think the fact that people like you are like, look at him, you know, cross-eyed and be like, who the hell is this guy to, you know, you know, basically chase rings and, and not try to be his own man and be the leader of his own team and instead of latch on to something already built. Whereas coming here, Celtics are kind of nebulous. I mean, this should even, have been our outtakes. I it's just possible. can't even right now. This should have been our outtakes. All right, let's let's make these picks. I, we got to wrap the show. Plenty more to talk about, especially after the deadline. But but let's make these picks. We've got we've got three games. We got Cleveland tonight. We got the Lakers on Thursday. Clippers on Saturday. Three and zero. Yeah, I gotta go three and zero. Yeah, I I don't listen. LeBron. I don't, you never know if he's playing. Yeah. Right. Uh, the Clippers are good. And the deadline will be over. The whole thing was he was right. resting. And then when they thought they had a shot at Davis, they like pull him out of the cupboard yep. and make him go play to put on a show. So that definitely could be a night. Although the Celtics are his nemesis team. So yeah, there's a big, and, and he loves playing in Boston. He there does. is that too. He does. So there is a, there's, there's, all right. So what's the probability? I still think they come away with a win because the Lakers are falling off, but what, what's the probability of, uh, of LeBron playing in your mind in that oh, game? That he will play. Oh, I think it's 90. Yeah. yeah. 85, 90%. Yeah. I mean, me too. I can't imagine that that's a game he'd sit out. You know, I think. Yeah. And especially with all this Anthony Davis stuff and, and the Celtics really being on the other side of, of the bone, you know, uh, for Anthony Davis with the, you know, with the Lakers, you know, I, I think that that, it just, 
it plays out so perfectly for that sort of thing to be um, all played out. And, you know, TNT loves drama. So I, I think yes. it's, 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 oh, it's, it's going to be disgusting perfect. on deadline night. It's going to be disgusting. It really will be a show. Everybody buckle up. Thursday will be your ride. It's certainly the silly season. We're both going 3-0. and You know, there are only five games out of first two right now. It's not like they're just way out of it. It's and three and a half. Three and a half out of second. So they've, they've got 30, 30 something left to go. 35, I think, left to go. Totally three doable. And a half back. They could get, I, if they get to the second seed, I'm happy. I think that would be. Yeah, first is going to be tough, but the tough. second seed is totally doable. Yeah. And they've gotten close a couple of times and then fallen off, but I just don't think they're going to have that crazy just drop off like they, that like they've had already this season. I the think tr- they're steady enough now. The trick is on the road. They're going to start going on the road. They have a big long trip after uh, All Star break. That's and they going to haven't be been able to do those trips. Absolutely. Right. That's the to me like that's the the last. They can do the break. regional home and away and get yep. the away game, but these long trips when we thought the team would come together just hasn't right. happened yet. So maybe, just maybe, this next road trip is the one where they put it all together, and then they've got what the final quarter of the year to be able to lock it out. But that's right. That's going to do it for this week's show. The broadcast will be available on the demand on the CLNS Media mobile app. On the demand. <laughs> on the demand. <laughs> uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at CSL underscore Justin and at CSL underscore Duke. It was a late Super Bowl night last night, my man. I'm just telling you. A heartfelt thank you to everybody for tuning in. And remember that you can help support the show by subscribing to Celtic Stuff Live on iTunes and Stitcher. We'd love it if you gave us a rating and a review. Your feedback is important to show. And for you know who, John, who is it? Sammy Elias. Sammy Elias, executive producer, Larry H. Russell, the founder, CLNS Media, Nick Gelso, and my co-host, John Duke. Who? Nick. Uh, you never met? All right, that, that's our outtakes. Let me close this. Go ahead. Nick Gelso and my co-host, John Duke. I'm hey, Justin Pullen. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Celtic Stuff Live. Celtic Stuff Live. Sorry. Dude, you're right. You're talking all over me. And yeah. then, wait, but you had never met Nick in person? Never. Never. You just never met, met him for the first time. I, I, it was the first time I was at the game. I texted him. I said, Hey, I'm here. Blah, blah, blah. Half time. We hung out, broke bread. It was great. That's cool, dude. I didn't even see on a jacket to wear to kind of. Oh, was he wearing his, dude? He of loves that. He was. He of course he was. He looks good. You guys show the merch. I get it. You know. Uh, that's funny. He's gonna join us. We were trying to get him on tonight, but he's gonna join us here. Um, hopefully, next couple of weeks. Yep. Yep. Maybe even after the deadline. So yeah, it was great. Got to say hi to a whole bunch of people. Saw you know. Uh, was, Did you see Gorman again or not? I didn't know. I didn't know. I you know I, he was busy. I was. Yeah, it's him. tough to pester him. Yeah, it's. But saw Jared Weiss, Corrales, oh, yeah. Jay King had a great chat with Jay. Um. Oh really? Oh yeah, that's yeah. cool. Kid, um, yeah, and you know this is a good time to give a shout out to our guy Scott Souza too. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Nope, we don't, uh, but we do know this. Scott's a good man. Scott's gonna land on his feet, and uh, I'm sure he won't be long, you know. But uh, Scott did uh, a lot of time on these airways with yours truly and and yourself and and JB. 
And uh, we had a great time having he Scott on. He was basically on. one of, I mean, him and Eric Weiss were our two staples. Absolutely. When this show kicked off, what, 15 years ago? 14? Long time ago. It's 14 a, years ago. That's how long we've been doing this. Almost got his driving permit at this point. Dude, so. 14 years. Yeah, right? <laughs> wow. Like, Nick's like, yeah, they still remember you guys around here. I'm like, well, I remember Justin because he was down there every five minutes, but <laughs> some of them <laughs> talked to me too. But it's, no, but it's true. I mean, we, we've been around a long time and so it's, it's great. And it, it, so, it, you know, it's unfortunate to see, you know, Scott, um, is no longer. Yeah. It's a doing that. He's a good man. Um, you know, that, that we always said that, you know, on the show is that a lot of the folks that we have on here, there's a lot of people on other beats that, you know, you just don't want to deal with, but every, you know, I, I think without question, everybody that we dealt with and had on the show was always eager and willing to come on and talk to us, even though we we're just some podcasters, you know, yeah, now they were very, everything. yeah, they were very, um, welcoming, you know, yeah. it was like, well, let's just, you know, let's just talk about it. You know, and the other thing was that there really wasn't a voice for the Celtics, right. you know, until the Durant trade either. And so, you know, we definitely provided an opportunity because I, I know everyone wants, right. What did I say? Durant? The oh Durant man. It's in my head. Dude, now I, now I'm just going to, I'm going to hate him for that even more. Yikes. He's Yikes guys. Oh my gosh. Mm. Well, in a way it was the Durant trading away because if they got Durant, they weren't going to make a deal. Right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, there, is, a, there is, there is a, to it. he's been tied to it all along. Right. Well, either way, all I was going to say was they were all very gracious to come on. We gave them an opportunity to talk about something because I know everybody says, oh, we're not fans. We're not fans, but come on. You know, you get into that locker room, you cover this team. There's, and, and, and I mean, maybe I suppose if you're, you know, the one person I might have, I might have said no to would have been, uh, you know, Mark Spears because he was an LA boy. You know what I mean? Like he didn't grow <laughs> up in the area, you know, but the rest of us, there's always just that little soft spot, you know what I mean? Sure. So you're, you're, you're not rooting for the team and you're not, you know, lobbing softballs because you're a homer, but you know, there's a little party of that, you know, has really got it for the team anyway. So people like to talk about what they love to do and they, they do. love to cover the team. And, you know, I felt like we gave a little bit of an opportunity, but I think we're really, was the most impressive was their loyalty after that. Right. You know, yeah. once, once there was tons of places for them to talk it's and they could even get paid to go talk about it. Yep. You know, they'd still come on for free on our show. That's right. And, and they were, you know, they were just, they're good people. You know, a lot of them, you know, Forsberg and, and when, you know, before Forsberg was ESPN Forsberg, you know, and, uh, you know, Scott and Jess Camerato. And I mean, we just, we had some of those people those early days who have gone on to other big things or, or small things or whatever, or, or things not even in, in the world of journalism anymore. Um, but you know, it's so, but, but Scott was, was among the, it was among the best of them in our early days. Um, in, in just always being willing to come on and chat and uh, a real good man. So yep. I, I, we, yep. we, we wish him well and, and hope he uh, lands on a Somebody better pick him up. Somebody better pick him up. Cause he's, he's smart. He's, he's really bright. <laughs> yep. Really bright. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. That's going to do it. I'm out. Peace. Peace.